Hello and welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat podcast, the only show for women in all areas of the pet industry. I am your host, Tori Mystic. And today's episode is all about working smarter, not harder, something that I am a big advocate for. Although I'm feeling a little bit hypocritical right now because it is only the second episode that I'm doing solo all on my own this year, and I'm recording it at 10, 18 p.m. tonight, the night before it comes out. So (laughs) hopefully this is not a habit that I have for the rest of the year. My intention with doing these solo episodes every other week was that I would be able to plan ahead and know what's coming up and record them a little bit in advance. And so this afternoon, I actually did a lot of planning for things that are coming up, which I have some really exciting things in the works for you guys. Uh, And so hopefully for the future solo episodes, I will be able to record them a little bit more than like five hours before they come out. (laughs) Part of the reason why I am recording so late tonight is that I had a little bit of a busy day. As you might know, I've been fostering a dog named Chloe, who is a wonderful little pup. She came here from Mississippi about two weeks ago uh, on a transport with a rescue, and I've been fostering her for the past two weeks. And uh, she's still learning some of her manners, and she's still learning a little bit about crate training. And something funny about Chloe is that she does not like to go to the bathroom outside. It's not that she's not house trained. She doesn't need house training help. She doesn't really have accidents around the house. It's just that when we go outside, she's on like a poop strike. This girl poops maybe like once a day and she maybe pees twice a day. I don't know what she is doing (laughs) with the food and the liquids in her body because I feed her lunch. So she's getting food, she's getting three meals a day and water and Kongs and all kinds of stuff. So I don't really know what's going on inside of her body, but she's still (laughs) building up, I guess her her confidence and her um, comfort level in going to the bathroom in different places. She was she was found in a rural area. So I think she's maybe just not used to being um, in a yard with people and other dogs around and going to the bathroom. And she certainly does not like to do it on the leash. So um, this afternoon, I had to go out for like an hour and I crated her. And when I came back, she had pooped in her crate. So that became a huge mess that I had to clean up I mean, it actually wasn't that bad, uh, but it was definitely something that derailed my day and took a while to clean up. Uh, and poor Miss Chloe, you know, I, I gave her plenty of opportunities to go to the bathroom outside, but she just wasn't super comfortable with it. So I guess she held it and she held it a little too long. So my day got a bit derailed from there. And that's why I'm sitting here at 10 something at night recording this podcast episode, but the show must go on. And little Miss Chloe is over there sleeping on the couch with Bert. Uh, Lucy is probably in a different room sleeping because she likes her space. And I am the only one on team Wear Wag Repeat who is still working tonight. 
But that's okay, because this is a really important message that I want to share with you guys today. So uh, diving into kind of the meat of the episode, I I don't think I'm going to talk about poop anymore in this episode. (laughs) At least I'm not planning on it. We'll see what happens. Uh, But the inspiration for this topic came to me when I was actually going through Marie Forleo's B-School back in 2021. This is one of my favorite light bulb moments, and I really wanted to record an episode all about this. So in B-School, there is an exercise in the very first module called Profit Picture, and it asks you to really take a hard look at all of the different products or services that you're offering, how much they cost you, how much you sell them for, what the profit is, how many units you've sold. And then I think it also even asks you to think about how much time and effort you put into all of these things um, as kind of overhead in addition to the hard costs. So I was doing this little exercise and I came to a realization around my online store and my courses. Um, So this was back in 20. 21. And, um, so that's, you know, a little, a little ways ago and I might've even even been looking at numbers from 2020 or even 2019 since 2020 was a weird year. So I was looking at a bunch of different numbers from over the years, specifically focusing in on two different products that I had for sale. One was a physical product in my online store, which was a $7 wish bracelet. The other was a $300 online course called Instagram Strategy for the Pet Obsessed, and it was an online course that taught you how to make your pet Instagram famous or make your dog into an influencer, I guess. So I was looking at all all the different products. You know, in my online store, I also had t-shirts and candles and poop bag holders and all kinds of stuff. On the online course side of things, uh, when I first started, I really only had that one course. Since then, I've introduced my membership, Wearwag Repeat Society. I also have two other masterclasses. Later this year, I'm going to be coming out with some new stuff. But at the time, I really only had this Instagram course a couple of years ago. So I was looking at these numbers and I realized that I was really blinded by the profit margin of the Wish bracelets. They cost about $2 in materials. So I had this really beautiful um, natural organic cord that I was using. I bought the charms from Alibaba, their little paws, and there's one that's like a heartbeat with the with a paw on it. Uh, and I, I really, I love how these wish, wish bracelets turn out. Um, some of the charms are silver tone, some are yellow gold, some are rose gold. And then the cord itself came in pink or like this really beautiful, like marine navy blue. I love them. As you can tell, I designed little cards. I wrote a little poem that went on the cards and I tied them around and I I made these bracelets myself. So I thought they were so great because they had such a high profit margin. They really only cost me $2 in materials. It didn't take long to make them and I was selling them for $7. So I thought, woo wee, I have got a really great product on my hands here. I might have been watching too much Shark Tank where they're so fixated on the profit margin that I just, I got really blinded by that percentage. 
And I also was kind of biased because for years I had a dream of selling physical products because I had been selling my ideas for the previous 10 years, doing social media consulting and working with all these other businesses where what I was selling was really just like my creativity and my execution of their social media campaigns. And I just thought it would be so great to have a physical product that I could hold in my hand and I could show someone here, this is what I make. This is what I sell. And I thought these bracelets were just fabulous. And at just $7, I thought I would sell a ton of them. So I put a ton of effort into promoting these. I was marketing them, sending out emails, uh, posting on social media, doing all kinds of stuff, working on the SEO on my shop. And then one day, as I'm going through Marie Forleo's profit picture exercise, I realized that I was putting more time and effort into marketing the $7 wish bracelet that I was putting into marketing a $300 Instagram course. Sure, the course probably had a smaller audience that would be interested. It's kind of a specific audience, especially at the time. It was pretty specific and niche of who wanted to make their pet Instagram famous and was willing to pay to make that happen. Uh, and I thought anyone in the world <laughs> would want to buy these bracelets. But when I went through this exercise, I honestly wanted to just smack myself upside the head when I realized that I would have to sell 43 of those bracelets to equal just one course. Do you know how many bracelets I was selling like per year on average? 12. <laughs> yes, 12 bracelets. And I would have to like quadruple that if I was going to even make it close to selling the same amount of dollars that it would cost to just sell one course. So that was a big wake-up call for me. Here's a quote from Marie Forleo. She says that for most new entrepreneurs, it can take anywhere from several months to several years before they begin to see stable, profitable growth in their business. So if you have been at this for a long time and you feel like it is just not happening, that's okay. You're not alone. And I've been in your shoes for sure. I feel like if I had kind of had this light bulb moment a little bit sooner, I could have maybe made my business more profitable sooner. If I had taken a hard look at what efforts were really worth my time and cut the ones that weren't, I would have maybe gotten a little bit further ahead sooner. But it's okay. Uh, you know, everything happens for a reason. And if you're having a similar light bulb moment right now and you're realizing, holy crap, I've been putting all my effort into this dinky little thing when I should be focusing on my higher value service or my higher value products that's gonna bring me more income. If you're having a, a moment like that, I just wanna remind you that mindset is key. So realizing that those little bracelets weren't going to make me rich, it didn't launch me into a downward spiral. I never once thought, oh my God, I'm such a failure. I was so stupid for focusing on that for so long. Instead, I was actually really excited that I had a light bulb go off and that I had the opportunity to course correct and try a different approach. 
Of course, it really helped that I had other products and services to offer, so I didn't have to create something entirely new. I wasn't banking my whole success off these little bracelets. Um, You know that I'm a big believer in not putting all of your tennis balls in one basket. You want to make sure that you're spreading them out because, God forbid, you lose your favorite tennis ball. Oh my gosh, the day would just go straight down the drain. (laughs) So to really drive this point home... um, Do you want to know how much money I made, exactly the exact dollar amount that I made on those wish bracelets versus the Instagram course? I told you that I was selling like a dozen or so of those bracelets. Well, I looked it up. I ran the numbers today. I looked on Shopify and I looked on Teachable. And in the lifetime of each product, I made about $105 on those bracelets while I made $10,075 from the Instagram course. So just think about that. And I I have to be so honest with you, I was really putting so much effort into selling those bracelets. It's actually a little bit sad (laughs) that I didn't sell more of them, but I'm so glad that one day I had that wake up call and I realized I need to stop putting so much energy into these freaking bracelets and and switch gears and put all of my energy into marketing this Instagram course and not just selling it, but serving the people who enrolled in it. And obviously that really paid off. I made over $10,000 on that course until I shut it down. So here's the bottom line. Don't come up with an idea for a product or service and then try to find people to sell it to The bracelets tempted me because of the high profit margin, and I just thought that everyone would say yes to them because they were so affordable, but I didn't consider if people really wanted them, if they needed them, or if the bracelets would have any benefit to my customers. And if you can tell by now, they did not. (laughs) So instead of making stuff and then figuring it out later, I want to share with you four steps that I learned from Marie Forleo's course that she has called Start the Right Business. This is a bonus that came with B-School when I first enrolled in it, and it's pretty straightforward, but honestly so helpful. So I just want to point out these four steps that Marie shares in her course. So one, find a group of people that you genuinely care about and can easily identify and reach. So maybe it's owners of reactive dogs, or maybe it's people whose cats love cardboard boxes, but the people hate how ugly those boxes look hanging out all around their house. Or maybe you have pet parents who wish that they had a groomer in their neighborhood. Those are all examples from interviews that I have done on this podcast with other women in the pet industry. So just to remind you, there's 253 episodes that you can go back and listen and get really good inspiration and good examples of problems and solutions that other business owners have solved or problems that they have come up with solutions for. You get get what I'm saying. Step number two from Marie is to confirm that these customers are spending money on the type of product or service that you offer. And I want to point out and add to this that social media is not an accurate indicator of success. So while you are trying to figure out if your ideal customer is spending money, 
Do not assume that just because your competition has a lot of followers that they're making a whole ton of money because it doesn't always work out that way. The best way to find out if your potential customers are spending money on what you plan to offer is to ask them. You can do a survey on social media or via email, or you can lurk around some Facebook groups and see what other people are asking. I see questions all the time about how much do you pay for daycare and and things like that. That would give you such a great baseline to price your services off of. Or you could go in these Facebook groups and ask questions yourself. You could say, how much are you guys spending on -on one-on-one dog training lessons? Or where do you buy your dog leashes and accessories locally in town? And that would give you a great idea of what people are spending, where they're shopping. It's going to tell you so much information. However, I want to share kind of a flip side devil's advocate point. This is a quote from Tim Ferriss, um, who has um, all kinds of advice to share, but this is a great quote from Tim Ferriss. He says, to get an accurate indicator of commercial viability, don't ask people if they would buy, ask them to buy. The response to the second is the only one that matters. That's a very, very good point. So if we follow Tim's advice, maybe you want to take a chance and dive in and offer your product and service before it is 1,000% ready. It's okay to launch before you're ready. Remember, done is better than perfect. So if you're not quite ready to go like full steam ahead and offer everything with the bells and whistles, you could maybe do a smaller paired back version of it. So for example, if you're not ready to offer in-person one-on-one or group dog training lessons, you could host a paid online workshop over Zoom or something like that. If you're not ready to launch your entire dog walking and pet sitting business, you could start by asking around and walking one or two dogs first. And that would give you a really great experience to see how much people are willing to pay. Uh, It would make you more comfortable with sharing your pricing with people before you dive 1000% into whatever it is that you're doing. One more example, um, if, you, if you dream of your pet treats or accessories being carried in over 200 stores around the country, like Ava's Pet Palace from episode 226, you can test out the idea first by seeing if people will buy from you at a farmer's market. That's actually how Ava got started, and she was only eight years old when she started. So <laughs> if she can do it, you can do it. That brings us to point number three from Marie, or step number three, which is to engage and build trust by asking questions to truly understand your customer's deepest problems, frustrations, aspirations, and desires as it relates to your product or service. So this is something that I really learned while I was writing sales pages for my online courses like Instagram Strategy for the Pet Obsessed. If you can capture your customer's exact words to describe their frustrations and their deepest desires and use those exact words in your marketing, you'll instantly connect with them. They're going to think, oh my gosh, how did Tori get into my head? This is exactly what I've been saying. This is just what I was thinking. How does she know what I'm thinking? It's because I asked you (laughs) and you told me and I put it on my website. So that's a little behind the scenes trick. 
If you're trying to blog about maybe dog-friendly things to do in your city and you feel like it's just not really taking off, maybe your customer's deepest frustration is not the lack of dog-friendly places. They might know about all these dog-friendly places, but maybe their deepest frustration is that when they try to take their dog there, their dog just cannot chill out at a brewery or a cafe or something like that. Maybe in addition to your travel guides and blog posts about dog-friendly places, maybe you need to do a special series and collaborate with a trainer who can give advice on how to train your dog to be a good brewery dog. And in turn, your travel guide blog posts could totally pop off. This brings us to step number four. Deliver a product or service that's a solution they're willing to pay for and sell the bejesus out of it. (laughs) That's a Marie Forleo quote if I've ever heard one. So now going through all these steps, you know who your customer is, you know what they are willing to pay, and you know what their problem and their biggest frustration is. Now it is your job to figure out what you can offer as a solution to them. Back in 2018, a lot of people wanted their dogs to be Instagram famous, and they didn't know how to do that. I provided them a solution. The wish bracelets, to be honest, they didn't really provide a solution to anything. So it is no wonder to me now, in hindsight, that they were a bust. So if you've enjoyed this episode and um, this lesson that I kind of ripped from the pages of Marie Forleo, I want to share with you a super amazing event that Marie is hosting. She's doing the Dream Business Boot Camp on February 7th, 8th, and 9th. It's a three-day boot camp. And you might know I've been a big fan of Marie for years. I first enrolled in B-School back in 2020. So this is like my third year. Wait, 2020, 21, 22, 23. This is my fourth year going through this course. And apparently they have completely revamped the entire thing. So they actually shut down the whole course portal right now. I can't even look at the old lessons because they shut it down because they're revamping the entire thing. I think there's going to be all new videos new lessons, new materials. I'm super excited about it because Marie and her whole entire team, like they really over deliver. They give you more than you could ever expect. And this upcoming business bootcamp is no different. So Marie is going to be sharing a blueprint that has helped business owners reach uncommon levels of wealth without sacrificing everything else they love to do in their life. And over the course of three days, she is doing three amazing giveaways. So there's one that is like a self-care with nice products and a cashmere sweater. There's something else, the tech one. I think there's a MacBook that's, that's being given away. Uh, and then the third prize is a dream weekend in New York City. Honestly, I was blown away at what they are doing to generate excitement around this three-day boot camp. So please definitely sign up. If you can tune in every day, then you have a chance of winning all of these prizes. But here's kind of like the rough itinerary. So day one, this will be February 7th, is to create your dream business blueprint and 10x your results. 
So she is going to help you step back and design your business so that rather than draining your life, your business actually fuels your life. So I think that's going to be very valuable. Day two on February 8th is how to work less and make more. If you liked this episode, you're going to love the lesson on day two. And then on day three, Marie is going to talk about how to supercharge your impact. And I love this because Marie is really interested in helping you make a difference in the world. So I think one of her taglines is make money and make a difference or something like that. And I think that as women in the pet industry, we can really resonate with that because, you know, so many of our businesses really are changing pets' lives and changing people's lives and how they interact with their pets. So we really do care about the impact that we are making in the world. So if you are interested, if I've piqued your interest and you like this episode, please head over to wherewagrepeat.com slash business bootcamp, all one word, and you can enroll for Marie's three-day bootcamp that's happening February 7th, 8th, and 9th. And if you are as passionate as I am about working less and spending more time with your pets or just doing whatever the hell you want to do, <laughs> then I would highly recommend checking out Marie. She also has a book called Everything is Figureoutable, which I've read. It's a great read. Uh, and tune into the boot camp. I will see you there on February 7th, 8th, and 9th. Again, to sign up, go to wherewagrepeat.com slash business bootcamp. That link will be in the show notes. It will also be at wherewagrepeat.com slash podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed this solo episode. I'm glad I wrapped it up before 11 p.m. <laughs> I hope I don't do this again, but it was actually kind of fun recording late at night, and I'm excited that you're going to be able to hear the episode just a few hours after I recorded it. So there is a silver lining, I guess. Tune in next week where I will have a great interview to share with you.